Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Good evening, craft beer. So first off, while you guys are getting comfortable, grab some snacks, grab a beer. Thank you all for being here. Um, thank uh, Christian and, and Jill for, for having us out here. Thank you for our friends here who I'll introduce in, in just a moment. We are the Craft Brews and Geek News Podcast. So we, uh, we are, we're actually founded by the Brewmasters Club, uh, which is here uh, in, the, in the city of Tampa, uh, in the state of Florida, celebrating craft beer and all that we do. Um, this special event that you guys either came to or just happen to be a part of now, is, uh, is called Florida Craft Beer Day. So we, we started this holiday or this, uh, this, this thing a few years ago, and we'll, we'll spend some time here kind of going through it. But of course, first, uh, I want to introduce my, my panel here, the guys, our friends, who most probably everybody already knows. Um, but we are going to, uh, to just uh, do a full-blown podcast here, so you guys are all encouraged to, to uh, jump in. If you have any questions, let us know. This is going to be more of a, of a Q&A kind of thing, meet the brewers, and, and we got a couple uh, interesting guys to talk to. So uh, first off, again, my name is Donnie, and, um, and I was, uh, I've been in the beer industry for about five years prior to uh, me starting the company in 2016. Um, I actually worked for AB, for Anheuser-Busch. So... Um, I worked for them for a long time, learned a lot of good things. Uh, that was around 2004, 2007. Um, it was kind of my, my end time there with them. I've always wanted to be connected to craft beer, so we have been. Uh, this is merely just another way that we can support craft beer uh, and do all that we can as a little podcast here to, to help uh, spread the word of, of craft beer. So next to my left here is Mr. Ryan. Hey everybody, I'm Ryan. I go by Broodboy813 on the podcast. I forget how that name actually came to be. Uh, it's really cool to, to be here and... Um, Look forward to just talking about craft beer, everything that uh, we can think about for the craft beer in Florida. And I actually have a jalapeno IPA that we're all going to be able to sample if you stick around after the show. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. And then the, the third member here that we have for the podcast, his name is Nick Gallagher. He's my, my brother, my good buddy, um, and he's been with us since the beginning. So. Uh, little brother, I just want to point that out. Um, although, you can't really tell. Uh, yes, so my name's Nick. Uh, I'm at Mr. Lausman on Twitter. Um, been rolling with these guys for a hot minute now. Um, they tend to know all the beer stuff, and I tend to drink all the beer stuff. So really kind of a symbiotic relationship, other than being brothers and friends. But uh, yeah, excited to be here. Real excited to be on the podcast again. And then, um, starting off with our list of friends here, we have Mr. Christian on the far left here, who is the owner and uh, proprietor here of Brew Florida Growler Bar. Christian, how are you? I am doing great. Uh, very excited to be hosting the event tonight. Uh, my wife, Jill, and I uh, are really excited to have everybody out here and just really enthusiastic to, uh, to be taking part of this. Excellent. So, Christian, a lot of people here clearly know what Brew is, but can you just give us a little bit of background as to what, what Brew is and, and kind of what you guys do here? Sure, yeah. So um, we are exclusively focused on Florida brews uh, throughout the state. Uh, so that includes all Florida breweries for beer, uh, kombucha, uh, coffee, ciders, meads, uh, just about everything. Uh, really try and highlight uh, the state and all the great breweries that, that, that are out there. And then um, really focusing in on the growler as well. So bringing a lot of brews uh, to the area here in Odessa that uh, you can kind of grab on the go and take home and enjoy with other friends and family without having to sit at a bar and do it. So. 
Fantastic. Well, thanks again for, for having us. No problem. Um, Chris, Ryan, why don't, why don't you introduce our, our good friends here speaking of Florida beer? Yeah, absolutely. So down on the uh, other side of the table here, we have Tim from Craft Life, and we also have uh, Chris from 610, and two guys that have just, for me at least, uh, have been amazing and helped me along my brewing journey, and I can't thank you guys enough. But, uh, uh, Chris, excuse me, Tim, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell a little the folks about Craft Life and what you guys are doing over there. Well, hey, how you doing? I'm Tim from Craft Life. Um, what we took is we took a small uh, biker bar and brought it into the craft brewery. Um, it was a place that not a lot of people wanted to go to before, and we were bringing craft beer into uh, Lino Lakes. Yeah. Um, we're one of two in that area at the moment. Uh, we have In the Loop, and then we have Craft Life. Wouldn't it have uh, been easier to bring the motorcycles in the bar? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you do you, but <laughs> they are on wheels. There's a lot of problems with that. <laughs> Fine. Not a whole lot of space either, yeah, I could assume. Fine. But they have a great stage and a great setup out there. So thank you for being here, Tim. Really appreciate it. And uh, Chris, how are you doing this evening? Good, do good. Doing good. Um, we've, uh, I've had an uh, opportunity to talk with you guys before, which is great. And uh, really, I've actually had some of your beer as well. So uh, yeah, it's uh, that's what it's all about, and it should be. Is uh, I, I started home brewing in '89, and 1990 I started a homebrew club, Hemp Bay Beers. Me and nine other guys, and uh, they're still around. It's like we're 26, 27 years old now. Started wow. in 1990. So. I didn't realize you had been brewing that that long. I thought it was just you know maybe in the last 10 years yeah, or no. six to 10 years. But no. Uh, <laughs> so then you know started the brewery in 2014. That's when we officially opened. Actually, uh, yesterday was our anniversary, official official anniversary. Awesome. February 14th. Congrats. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, congratulations. So four so, years, you know. Yeah, that's, awesome. oh, that's no. really good. Yeah, that's really good. I, I've seen your club before, too. I've craft beer, beer fest all over the place here in Tampa, at least. I, I've definitely seen um, you guys around because we've been doing this, like I said, for a few years ourselves. So, so it's great. Well, it's great to have you, man. Thank you so much. And we'll, we'll come back because I want to learn a little bit more about 610, a little more about craft life and, and kind of how, uh, how we can really get together. But, but of course, the, the whole... Uh, the reason for us coming together tonight amongst, you know, besides spending time with good friends and celebrating good beer um, is to really recognize today, uh, February 15th, as Florida Craft Beer Day. And um, I don't know if you saw the sign over there next to Gus. Uh, that is actually our proclamation from the city of Tampa. So it is uh, signed by Mr. Bob Buckcorn, our uh, a great mayor. He's a really cool dude. He's actually supported this initiative this day uh, for the last three years, like yeah. I said. Um, luckily, we were able to uh, to meet up with Christian and, and Jill here at Brew and, and have this kind of an event here because of the focus of what they do and how they purely focus on craft beer uh, from the state of Florida. It's a it's a no uh, no brainer as to why we should be here. Absolutely. So, so why we celebrate? Um, well, the Florida, according to the Brewers Association, Florida boasts 260 operational uh, breweries in the state, and 76 of those are located in, in Tampa Bay, or the Tampa Bay area. Now, that extends down to, to Sarasota, but it's still you know, quite an impressive number. Um, Florida Craft Beer Day, so that the day itself was actually started in 19, uh, excuse me, 1896, and it says that on those koozies on our logo and all sorts of stuff that we have here for Florida Craft Beer Day. So um, the, the significance of that is that in 1896, on February 15th, uh, the first brewery opened in the southeastern United States, and it was called Florida Brewing Company. Um, the, the letters of that 
Brewing Company are still etched on the building in downtown, well, Ebor actually, uh, right off 4th Ave uh, today. So it's, it's very cool. Um, it's a tradition that's, you know, craft beer is, is something that's been around in the state for a long, long time. And we just want to be part of the crew that celebrates it. Um, that original brewery actually served Teddy Roosevelt of Rough Riders. It served, um, uh, I think, 20,000 barrels on its opening year and then 80,000 repeatedly after that, up until a little thing called Prohibition. So, so that, um, that kind of put the, the halt on it. But that day, 1896, uh, will always be forever known as the Florida Craft Beer Day. Well, so. and, and Tim, uh, you were just talking about how your first cooler that you, or one of your coolers that you had, you just plugged it in and there you go. They, these guys, they had to literally right. pioneer the whole system and 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 tried something that had never been done before in the late 19, uh, 1800s you know so these guys really had the powerhouse through and i think even to have 20 was it 20,000 barrels right or yeah. something like that in, in a year is just a, a, a huge number um you know chris what, what do you guys put out there at 610 in, in a year is it way more than that or no that's okay that's a lot of beer that's a lot of beer I wonder what yeah, it would take. I'd be hard pressed to do that on a ten barrel system. All right, so so again, just thinking of the day itself and why we celebrate. Um, I know Christian, you had prepared at least something to talk about, or you wanted to mention a few a few notes as to why you guys felt this was so important. If you want to uh, grab the mic, speak up. You know, this is your time. We'd love to hear why what this kind of means to you. So yeah, um, the day itself it's super exciting. I mean. Um, from, from why we kind of opened this place to a certain degree, my wife and I did it selfishly, right? It's uh, not getting out nearly as often with two young kids. The easiest way to get good beer was just to open a bar. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of the baseline for how That's we went off. But, uh, but as we looked more and more into it and we were thinking about it, um, I'm originally from the state of Florida, born and raised in Miami and been down in Tampa for over 10 years now with my wife and, uh, and kids. Uh, and we just really wanted to focus on the state. We just thought uh, as much as, uh, as much beer that is out there and great beers there are throughout the U.S. now. Uh, there's just so many great breweries in the state here locally. And so um, a day like today just sort of highlights that and, and, and showcases all the, the really cool things that are happening across the state. So um, we just try and highlight as much as we can the different breweries from across the state, the different breweries that we have here locally, uh, and try and promote, uh, promote them as much as we can and educate consumers as much as we can as well. Um, it gets us really excited when, when we can push a couple of people to, to try a new beer or to go to a brewery they haven't been to before um, because they you know, saw it here and we were able to educate them. So, so as much as we can support Florida uh, and all the brewers within it, uh, that's really what we, what we want to do. And so a day like today just kind of hits everything right, you know, right what we want to focus on. So, so we're really excited to be a part of it. And, and, and to that, uh, you know, I frequent this place quite a bit. You know, it's really close to my house. And every week, they've always got something new to try. So, you know, and I think it was even uh, during Hurricane Irma that we had, or no, we were coming back from Georgia. This was past Hurricane Irma, sorry. Uh, we come back Thanksgiving, and I called Christian, and I was like, hey, what was that uh, beer that you wanted from? Um, Swamp, Swamp uh, Yeah, Swamphead. And, and so it's kind of cool because he had had some stuff here on tap, and then he was like, oh, but I really wanted to try this one. And then I was able to bring some back, so... Um, you know, it's just really neat to try different beers here, but then also try them as you go throughout the state of Florida. You know, you really get that experience here. Uh, so, well, Florida's a great beer state. It's becoming Absolutely. a beer destination. There's beer cations that are taking place here, and we have places like Dunedin and like uh, Land O'Lakes and like uh, Ebor. There's seven breweries in Ebor. 
It kind of blows my mind because I remember back in the day, just a few years ago, not even back in the day, was, there was only Tampa Bay Brewing Company, and that was really it. But now there's seven other breweries there, and um, in places, little pockets like that are kind of popping up all over the state. And it's it's good for the economy. It's it's good for you know for the people that like beer. It's good for small business, and and that's kind of what we're all about. Is is just how we can really come together, um, you know, as a craft beer industry or, or even followers or fans, and and just really do something good. Absolutely. Um, I have some stats here. It's it's about six fifty one. So anybody that ha we do a, a statewide toast at seven o'clock. So if you have a beer, you don't have a beer, time to get one. Go see Jill and the staff at the bar, or whoever may be up there, and, and grab one because <laughs> we will do a toast at, at seven o'clock on the dot. Um, and of course we'll count it down. But while we're doing that, um, just some stats to consider. Now these are from again the Brewers Association. Unfortunately, they don't do a report every year, so this is from 2016. But at that time, Florida was uh, craft beer. Excuse me, was responsible for 22,000 jobs in the state of Florida. Um, that's no small feat. I mean, that's that's a major corporation if you think about it as one lump sum. Um, so so that together is is pretty interesting. Uh, in terms of salaries and wages for those those employees of those breweries, I mean, we're in the billions, 1.2, I believe. So. So, so again, it's, it's impressive that, that craft beer has this much power, this much money, this much economic value. Um, just in the Tampa Bay alone, again, we talked about 76 breweries opening, and there's 10 more on the horizon that have either been applied for or been, been coming this way. Um, Chris and Tim, just why people are still getting their drinks, I, I read an article the other day about the collaborative nature of craft beer. And so I wanted to ask you guys, sitting right next to each other, sharing a beer, having your own roles at your own breweries. I mean, what do you guys think about that in terms of, of how the, the crab collaborative nature of craft beer is and, and what that kind of means for your business? Well, uh, last year, uh, I went to a big storm and collaborated with Zephyr um, Hills Brewing and uh, Pasco Porter that we did for the Pasco County area. And um, it was quite an interesting thing considering uh, I brew on a one-barrel system. <laughs> so uh, I offered my system. A to great one-barrel system, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I offered my system to them, and they said, no, we'll do it on there. So... so uh, it was really interesting on how much automation is actually uh, involved in uh, how they brew there compared to what I do. Uh, but the, the, the beer came out good. We all collaborated on it. We built the recipe. Uh, we added, we found the ingredients. I actually uh, sourced um, some local kumquat from the Dade City Kumquat Farm. Um, they were really nice. I know a lot about kumquats now. <laughs> There's a lot to learn about kumquats. <laughs> <laughs> More than I thought. Yeah. Um, but it was a really good experience, and uh, I hope to do it again with another group as soon as I can. Yeah, it's fantastic, especially when you use local fresh ingredients like that. I mean, I'm sure yeah, it changes the, best part. changes the game. What about some local homebrewers? Ever paired up with? I've already paired up. I've already paired up with Mike over there, and yeah. we, we did a Moab. We have, we have a beer together, and it was quite good. We're that is a delicious beer. Of the beer Fest. <laughs> How about you, Mr. Chris? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that's what's, what drew me into this industry is a collaborative nature, sharing of information and, hey, I, I need a bag of grain. I thought I had it and I was going to make this beer. You post something and within 20 minutes, someone's, someone somewhere can help you out. And, um, you know, you just do, it's like your order is supposed to come in or it came in and didn't have that bag on there or maybe you miscounted. But yeah, just simple stuff like that. Pops, um, that's a, not necessarily a collaborative thing, but it uh, allows you to, to do what you're gonna do that day. 
Yeah. Which, I mean, how many businesses can you say, oh, you know, call down, to, Wendy's calls down to Burger King and says, hey, we need some hamburgers or something. <laughs> some fries, you know, right, right. They're like, oh, no, no, you can't. We you ran can't. out of oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're on your own for sure, you know. Send but. all your business our way. We'll <laughs> yeah, take, right. Care we'll take care of your fries. <laughs> yeah. Of course. You know, it's How like, salt are you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, but yeah, collaborations are great. Um, we did one with Maestries. Uh, we did an American Sour. They brought the yeast. I did the grains. We, we cooked it off at, um, at our shop. Um, on the big system, we did. I think we did seven barrels. wasn't oh, wow. wasn't a, wasn't a big batch, but wasn't all ten. But we did seven barrels. Uh, turned out really interesting. You know, I've I've never. We did a party guile style, which was a different technique. Michael, their brewer, um, you know, went to. Uh, he was officially trained. You know, USF Brewing School, I believe. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, all the training I had was basically OJT and. At the house, you know, so <laughs> over the years, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, and I think the majority of brewers in this country basically learned at home. Uh, that's a relatively new um, event to be able to go to brewing school. Um, but yeah, collaborations are great. I think it's healthy. Um, don't know if the big guys will do that. Uh, Miller slash Bud Light. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Small guys will. You know, hey, yeah. we'll take it big. I mean, we'll take the, the small guys because that's that's what we really, you know. Again, that's what that's where the impact comes from, and that's where the the individuality comes, and that's where this using fresh kumquats from a farm down the street, you know, comes into play. That's where a guy like Christian and his wife can have a business that 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 have pride in in using the, what's around them to to build, you know, a great place for people to come have a drink, um, but also a business and a, and, a, and a bit of a family. So it's really um, it's a cool thing, and um, and I. I think that's the whole goal right absolutely yep absolutely all right so we're looking uh, we got about three minute warning everybody so make sure you are visiting the bar um, and picking up some some drinks um, since we're kind of talking about the collaborativeness we want to you know have a few minutes here before the toast um, I just had a, a couple questions about kind of how you guys got started that might take more time than a few minutes but um, I don't know if you had anything quick for the guys uh, no. Christian, go ahead. I, I was just going to add one more thing on the collaboration front. Yeah. I know I, I don't do myself and definitely don't have a great to collaborate with someone else, but I, I, to kind of what Chris was speaking to earlier, um, the industry itself is just such a, a friendly, uh, helping environment. So as we were getting started up, uh, both Jill and I sort of knew to this completely in terms of running a bar uh, and, and all the things that come with it. Um, we reached out to a lot of different brewers, and they, you know, opened their doors and had us come in. Chris, in particular, that's how we met Chris and Leslie. Uh, you know, they were very sharing a lot of knowledge that we were able to get from that. That you know, experiences that they went through that they shared with us that that helped us out a lot. Um, and so I think that's one of the other fun things about working in this industry is that it's there's comp it's, there's competition and it's a business at the end of the day. But there's so many great breweries out there that really just want to help. And so it, it's one of the things I've enjoyed the most about it, just meeting with the people in the industry and being able to share those stories and, and help out. Uh, you know, and we look forward to being able to, not that we know that much, but uh, if everyone came to us, you know, being able to kind of share our story with them as well. So. And, it's, and it is a story. I mean, you, you guys have started this thing out of nothing, and, and you've got this great, again, this prideful story, and, and now look at it. I mean, how, how long have you been in operation? Uh, just over four months. Right. Look at you now, man. This is great. 
And we were waiting for him to open. Yeah, we too. were. Yeah. <laughs> like, we would pop our heads in because we would eat at the the breakfast diner or G Peppers, and I'm like, "Is this place open yet?" And then like one day they were, and I was like, "Oh, let's go in and see what's going on." And it was just a really cool place. I, I always uh, liken it to a, a little cozy nook, if you will. Yeah, that's I, I've said it dozens of times before, but that. Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, I imagine reruns of Cheers probably helps as well. <laughs> I kind of imagine that if I'm no, no, a bar of my own, um, where everyone knows your name. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's curling. We do curling here. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> I saw, right. I saw the pictures. <laughs> yeah, the He's pictures got are shirts. Good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody beard up. You guys can make some uh, some noise, too, if you want to. It's all right. It's a party. We're having a good time. It's a celebration Double of Florida craft beer in its entirety. So I think we're close enough. That's right. So on the count of 10, we'll count down. Ready? It's Florida craft beer day. <laughs> Whatever you need to do. So we got That's 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Woo! Cheers, everybody. Here's the Florida Craft Beer Day. Happy Florida Craft Beer Day, everybody. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Christian. Thank you. Tim, Chris, thank you for being here. And welcome to the people who just Cheers, walked guys. in. <laughs> Very confused. Today is Florida Craft Beer Day. We can start over for you if you'd like. No. <laughs> So, so those of you that didn't just walk in, <laughs> now that you've learned a little bit about 610, about craft life, about Tim, Chris, and Christian here, does anybody have any questions to start off or to ask these guys how they got started, um, where they came from? I, I'm putting them on the spot now, but, but of course, um, I wanted to surprise them. So I have a couple to kick us off, but if anything you guys think of, uh, please just you know, raise your hand or, or come on up. And, and you know, we're all here again to collaborate, to learn, to talk to each other. So... This is the Q&A part of the, uh, of the night here that we're going to take about 25 minutes and, and learn something from these guys. All right. So we kind of talked about the, the start. And I'll start with you, Mr. Chris. I know you may have to, to leave here um, after, shortly after we end here. But 610, pretty interesting name. Where did it come from? Basically, my wife and I uh, worked IT for 25 years. So um, being in that business, computers only break at 5 o'clock. So we never left work at 5 o'clock. So our goal was to put a Band-Aid on whatever broke and uh, meet up for beer, beer and pizza at 610. So basically, uh, we gave up the 9 to 5 for 610. There you go. So every day 610, you know. Very that's cool. That's pretty cool. Mr. Tim, similar question. Craft Life Brewing. I also am in IT. <laughs> 30 years. I think we got a collaboration going on over I'm here. Still doing IT, though. <laughs> uh, Craft Life, we were doing a play on Salt Life or nurse life or anything like that and I could have swore that somebody would have that logo already so we went out and went through the trademarking and everything and sure enough nobody had that name so that was our, our, our feeling and we wanted to make it more like a family so now one of our hashtags is craft life family as the people that come in there it's a small place it's really cozy um, they all know each other they sing the cheer song together yeah, there, <laughs> there you go, go. There you go. it's, it's that kind of place now so uh, you know, that's where we came up with the name, so we could get that kind of feeling behind it. So did that really gives that feeling, too. Anytime you go over there, Tim's always willing to talk to you about the beers that he's got on tap, and everybody's really homey feeling. You, Donnie, you and I, we've sat up there. We played Battleship before yeah. when there's a loud concert going on in the background trying yeah. to record ourselves for a podcast. Yeah. So, you that was know, a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I like it. But ever since day one, I mean, he even showed us around. He was showing us where his grains were, where his you know hops were, and where he kegged everything. So it's always had that very open feeling at, at Craft Life and at 610 as well. 
I've never been uh, more more welcome there uh, or had that feeling of welcomeness there either. So we went and served a beer together up there and uh, Marker it was a 48. Good time. Yeah. yeah. That was a great time. I left yeah. with a big like six by six foot painting that day. Somehow it fit in the back of my truck. But <laughs> Anybody that listened to episode don't ask. 38 hold yeah. the, heard the whole story about sorry, Melissa. Melissa. Oh, I still feel bad for her. Yeah. So we won't leave you <laughs> out, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bruegel. Tell us about uh, how Brew got started. So I also, I, I, although I did not work in IT, I worked with a lot of IT folks. So uh, my background was more in corporate America finance and sort of data analysis. Uh, I've been doing that for the last 10 years or so. And Jill and I had, uh, we, you know, I somewhat got tired of that nine or eight to five, eight to six type of work. And uh, Jill and I had always talked about doing something together. And uh, when they first, you know, for 10 years, I always jokingly said, well, how cool would it be to own a bar? Never really put any thought into it. Um, but when they passed the growler laws uh, a little over two years ago, we started thinking about that. And then um, it was really Jill about six or nine months after that, um, where she said, hey, I think that idea you had might, might be interesting. And so we, we spent about a month or so just doing a ton of research. And that's when we you know, st focused on the state, things like that. And um, kind of just took it from there. We got too far in to go back at one point, I think. So. <laughs> Uh, right on now. But it was just that, that the passion for beer, the passion for the, you know, being in the industry and, and always sitting on the opposite side of the bar, um, uh, just really felt that there was a really good opportunity for it, and this was something that her and I could do together, so. See, I always get in trouble when I sit on the wrong side of the bar. That's just, <laughs> it's, I mean, at some point, you're going to figure it out. You got a 50-50 shot, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. see what happens there. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Okay. Well, not too good at those, but so it sounds like sounds like I mean, craft beer obviously has changed just about everybody in this on this panels here life for the for the better, for the positive, for for certainly a, a change. Um, but what is I mean, what is the passion? What was the, the time? And again, Chris, we'll go to you. When did you wake up and say, you know what, like, we've done this, cr this group for so long, we've had the, this passion, we've brewed this beer, you know, we, should just, we need to just do it. Because I, I asked that question like that because a lot of people have good ideas, right? Everybody apparently has a good idea. But the hardest part about a good idea is starting. So when, when did it click that you were like, yeah, let's, let's do this thing? Well, I would say um, it was about two years before we actually opened because it takes a long time to plan. It's a lot of planning, a lot of equipment. You know, you gotta find a site. There's all the federal paperwork. There's state paperwork. Um, once you get past all of that thought process, it becomes more of a reality. And I would say that um, we basically just were, we wanted to change. We wanted to follow our passion, you know. Uh, brewing is my passion. My wife loves to run businesses, so. Um, it's a logical fit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, it, it, at the end of the day, it's a business, so sure. it, it really helps to have someone who focuses just on that part. And, you know, I'm focusing on the beer part. And, um, you know, she uh, basically said for years, well, you know, all, the, all these people are coming over drinking your beer, and they like it, but you're not charging them for it, you know? So, you know, it's the like this side of hers, like, come on. Yeah, man. I'm like, well, they're my friends. I'm not really going to charge them. Actually, that's illegal anyway. But she goes, well, but there's got to be some way to gauge whether or not your beer is really good or not. So then she kind of pushed me into going into competitions and things like that. So um, you get 
feedback from judges, you know, from official judges, um, and what they're saying is, you know, what they exactly feel because they're not they're not shy. They'll tell you exactly what the beer what's going on. So we get good feedback, and you know, from a business perspective, it became viable when more than one percent of America started drinking craft beer. <laughs> more yeah. than one percent. Yes, <laughs> I mean, back now? in the day, it was one percent. You know. If you were lucky. I mean, I, I knew uh, a lot of people uh, in the beer business over the years, and, and uh, there were some rough years in the 90s when we had a kind of a setback for craft. You know, and so that's in the back of anyone's mind. Um, and you, you hope that that doesn't repeat itself, but I think that the foundation's a little different as well. Uh, we stress education, you know, and that's, that's key. Whatever area you're brewing beer in, you want to educate people and say, hey, this is what you're drinking. People are a little more aware of what they're putting in their bodies. Back in the day, no one really thought about it. So I think there's a, a, a lot of stuff has come together in the last five to six years um, that allowed the viability of that business to work. You know, and part of that is uh, nationally about, say, 15% of the people drink craft beer or, mm -hmm. or will try it. And hopefully that's on the rise. I mean, that's everyone's job here is to uh, recruit new beer drinkers. And at the end of the day, we all do better because, yeah. you, you know, every beer you make, you need to sell that beer. Otherwise, you won't be in business long. So putting everything together, uh, and anyone can answer this, uh, what's one thing, you know, pertaining to uh, Florida and getting a brewery or getting a place like Brew open, what's one thing that was the hardest challenge that could be made easier for uh, getting something started? Because uh, I know, that Christian, I've talked to you, and one of the things was making sure it wasn't on a septic or something like that. Or, you know, I mean, uh, no, that's, those are serious yeah. things that infrastructure you have to overcome. Infrastructure is huge. Huge. But, you know, yeah. from whether it be filing for, because uh, business license, that's one of the easiest things to do. But then, you know, getting, uh, I don't know if it's a liquor license or, or anything like that. But what's something that me as a home brewer that's hopeful to one day uh, have a brewery, what is the one thing that could be made easier if, if that's a... Good question to answer. Knowledge in the documentation. <laughs> so read, read the fine print? Is that? No, the problem is, is that you go ahead and, like, I didn't get a lawyer to do my work, so we went ahead and uh, I did all my own labor and finding out the documents that we had to apply to, the drawings that we had to make for where the brew house was and things like this. Uh, but then there was a level of you can't find the answers that you're looking for and you have to go to somebody else that's already done it and ask them about, you know, how did you get this done? Um, so that could be a lot simpler. You know, the government's changed the way they, they're doing the paperwork now. There used to be 8,000 people on the bottom and three people that used to do all the final judgments. Now they've taught those 8,000 on the bottom to do it. The licensing is going quicker. Okay. The thing is, is that the people on the bottom now are so much more stringent on requirements they really put you through the ringer because they don't want to get in trouble when they finally get covered on the top. So, okay. so the, that kind of documentation knowledge, the help on that, some assistance on that would be efficient. Helping people get over that hump because there's so much to think about when they're starting to, to a business like this. So brewing the beer is actually the easy part. That's the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So speaking of easy parts, you know, and this isn't an easy part, but Chris, go back to you. Um, what... What would you say led to the, the biggest, why craft beer is 
over the 1%? Why, why are people so interested now? I mean, sure, it's beer, it gets you drunk, you have a good time, everybody likes that stuff, but, but we're at such a degree of, of craft beer where you can, you can get it down to a pinpoint. If you particularly like sours that are drier rather than sweeter or, or stouts that drink like peanut butter cups, I mean, you can really get your, your taste, your palate down to, to whatever you want. So what, what do you think is the best or the biggest thing that makes craft beer so strong right now? Well, I think that the consumer is uh, much more educated and they will not settle for just whatever's on the shelf. They will seek out the flavors like you just mentioned. They'll seek out styles. There, there's hundreds of styles of beer that people have never even heard of. Um, and much less in this country, probably haven't really been brewed uh, on a commercial scale. I mean, even uh, this, the mischievous black is—it's a Swartz beer, but commercially, it's not really a big beer in in America. Now, continental Europe—that's what everyone drinks if you're going to drink a dark beer. They don't drink the stouts and the porters. Um, in this country, I think the stouts and porters really do rule. But um, you know, in a hot state like Florida, right. you know, lagers. There's a lot of lager beers that are sold, but they're usually lighter in color and they don't have the roasty notes or anything like that. Um, but I think that's uh, part of it is the consumer, but the other part too is uh, the breweries and brewers are willing to make, take a chance and make these beers. Because you don't know, at the end of the day, you gotta sell what you make, um, and you don't know if it's really gonna take off or not. And especially with sours, uh, there's a lot of different categories with sours, and I would say that that is the biggest surprise to me. I didn't realize I'd be making that many sour beers. Um, but that is, uh, once again, that's a, that's a very subset of the craft beer drinker, small subset, but they're very loyal. You know, they, they like drinking sour beers, and they're very experimental. They, they will try different things. Um, I, I think that's another element of it. You have the skill sets available in the state, and you have the, uh, they're willing to take those chances and, and put stuff in bottles that's, that's never been in bottles before in this country. Well, I, I think that's a huge piece of it. And even bringing, you know, Christian's business model into the, into the equation here. I, we have, we are on the podcast, at least here, have talked for hours about what makes or what would constitute a good brewery. Because breweries close, too. I mean, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. There's, right. there's I don't know how many closed. Last year, it was triple digits. You know, I mean, it happens. And, 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 and that's a shame. But... What leads to that is the innovation that you're talking about, or what leads to the opposite of that, to staying open, is the innovation and the willing to do that. I mean, the business model of saying, hey, I'm not a brewery. Christian's admitted it 10 seconds ago, but he sells all flat Florida craft beer in a market that was thirsty for it, literally, and, and ready to take that chance. So from an innovation standpoint, I mean, is that, in our eyes, that's what we've always said. I mean, is that kind of coming from a brewer's standpoint? I mean, the, the innovation is, oh, is so crucial. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the outlets that you provide your products, in this case, craft beer, um, there aren't that many growler bars, really. I think that's a very underserved market. Um, the, uh, ironically, in this state, um, brew pubs, too. We don't have a lot of brew pubs. It, in other states, it's the opposite. They have a lot of brew pubs, very few production breweries. Mm or what we call um, on-premise drinking, basically. Mm -hmm. It's like we open a tap room. Um, but, but in Florida, I think it's also a different, uh, it's a different state. We, we do lag the, the nation 
in craft beer, but we've done a really good job in the last five years catching up to that. Um, you know, with all the new beers or new breweries that have opened up, and then the styles. And um, I, I think that that's just a beginning of um, more to come. Uh, I'd love to see us get to 20% market share in the state. We're the third largest state. And I think that um, when that happens, you're going to see um, a lot of other stuff start to click in. Like right now, we don't have access to a lot of beers. Uh, you don't get the, uh, really get the Allagash, the Russian River. Right. Um, yeah, there are quite a few that are fantastic right. beers. When the, they win the competitions in Colorado every year, we don't, we don't see much of them. Right, because they're in yeah. markets like Philly where they have 20% yeah. market share. Sure, right. Denver and other other places like that, where Portland, you know, where majority of the beer sold is craft beer. I would consider. I mean, well, in Portland's a great example. I was there last summer for a for a business trip. There is a brewery on literally every corner. Literally yes. every corner. Small like breweries. Small yeah. breweries. <laughs> like literally every. Yeah, corner. nanos. <laughs> nanos are everywhere. To add to the Portland piece, so yeah, one of the funny thing is one of my best friends uh, from Tampa you know, who was my partner in crime when we would seek out new breweries, and you know, three four years ago. Uh, he moved to Portland. And I remember at that time, so you know, Tampa Bay at, at 70 plus right now, three, four years ago, there was probably 25, maybe 30. And we thought, man, this is amazing. Tampa is, it's this huge booming scene. I was excited too. <laughs> he, he moved to Portland and he said, it's a, I mean, he goes, it's not even, Tampa's nothing, right? Tampa, and Tampa has become this big place. And so it's just the, it's great that Florida as a whole, Tampa in particular, has sort of from a production standpoint, has really caught up the last two to three years, but there is a so much opportunity. There's still a lot of education left on the consumer side that, that really, to, to Chris's point, things are just going to, at least what we hope for, is that they're going to, you'll see things click even more a year, two, five years down the road. And you guys have both hit on styles. I want to go back to that, but Tim, I wanted to ask you just briefly that same innovation question, because as you had stated, Craft Life was basically, you, you mentioned it was a different type of bar before, so I'm sure the clientele, the atmosphere, the difference, the family, the look of it, the feel of it, what it did, the permitting, all that stuff that you talked about. Um, thank you, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> She's bringing me a beer. Thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome, You by guys the are way. awesome. Thank you so much. All Tim, the talk to me. Talk to us. Servers. Talk to us about that innovation. I mean, what does that mean to you, and, and really, like, what does that look like from your perspective in terms of the industry and innovation? In this area right here, um, for us to be able to take a, a place like that and turn it into a flourishing uh, company uh, has really been a great thing. Um, when I went out to San Diego, we went there and uh, I did, we were staying, watching the grandkids out there and about a week went by that I could not say breweries near me, it was 0.8 miles away, there was 20 <laughs> of them. So um, to grow that kind of uh, resolution here in Land Lakes would be astonishing. We're just trying to uh, um, brew some good beer and uh, allow people to enjoy it in an area where they've never been able to before. It's fantastic. I live in that area. I live right across the street from you guys. <laughs> I love it. Um, Chris, talking about styles. So you mentioned a couple of times, and I don't know if anybody, and it, please, again, if anybody has any questions for these guys, Gus, I, I see you raising your hand yeah. back there. Feel free please, to ask um, any question at any time. Let us, let us know. But in, until, until then, I mean, you guys just speak up, shout out if you have one, but I did want to talk about styles. You clearly have a favorite or a few favorite styles to either drink or to brew. Can you elaborate on any of those, either of those? What do you like? What do you like to make? I can name drop one. I love the babble. Ah. I love the babble, too. Yes. I love the babble, too. I'm a Belgian guy. Oh, there we go. Babble to the nag. Yeah, that was, um, you never know when you're, uh, what 
what's going to inspire your next beer? And you never know if anyone's going to drink that next beer that, in, that you were inspired with. Now, in the case of uh, Babel to the Nag, it was um, basically an event at Mermaid. Uh, it was their annual anniversary dinner, and they invited four different uh, breweries to uh, make four different beers. And the chef gave us the um, two ingredients. So I got rosemary and vanilla. I don't know what I did to these guys. <laughs> to get rosemary and vanilla. And I'm like, uh, you know... I thought we were friends. Uh, yeah. I what happened we, here? You know, where's the love, you know? But, but that's what happens when you're challenged like that. So um, I made an IPA, and, and the rest is history. And rosemary's been used in beer for a very, very long time. I mean, the newest ingredients is really hops. Uh, 1100s, when they found, basically, officially recognized the hops, you know? Um, but, that's a long time ago. Oh, yeah. But beer styles are, are great. I, I, I have to admit, my favorite styles are Belgian styles. Um, I make a lot of different Belgian beers. Um, and uh, re <laughs> recently, uh, the sour beers very popular. And, and I've, I've uh, really gotten into those as well. Um, it's, it's, you never know what your next style is going to be. And um, like I said, the Swartz beer, which is a very different... Um, style of beer kind of obscure um but that's what that's what beer making's about you know so what is the philosophy behind some of the beers then like if you want to try something new or experimental do you say i'm just going to take this to the next level or i'm going to make it uh, simple because I'm a, I'm a fan of of dogfish head and they've got a book out called you know uh, Ex extreme beer and, and go and take it that to the next level and, uh, you know, we haven't had the jalapeno IPA yet, but um, you, you likened it to a great beer. It doesn't kick you in the teeth or anything like that. Right. But I would think in, uh, in terms of an extreme beer. So have you guys, I mean, I think the Babel is an extreme beer because yes, it's it not, is. you know, it's vanilla it's, and, and herbs and spices and things. It so shouldn't work and it does. It does. Yeah. Exactly. And it's very tasty. So um, how do you process that as you guys come up with different beer recipes? Well, um, for that particular one, you don't always get the, especially with treatments and um, herbs and spices, you don't always get the ratios right on the very first time. So what you do is you have to uh, start somewhere and then adjust it. You know, you got to be honest, you give yourself honest feedback and adjust either one element or the other element or both elements to get it to where they, where they are in harmony. Okay. Because that's, that's half the battle. I mean, you can put anything in beer that you want. Doesn't mean you can actually drink it, drink and it, it. Won't, won't mean you can enjoy it. I, I, I go by the rule right now: if it tastes drinkable, even if it's not good, as long as it's got alcohol, it's still beer. So. That's true. That 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 is a you very valid philosophy. Very seven percent beer is a seven percent beer, even if it's terrible. Nice <laughs> <laughs> philosophy. Yeah, there you go. Bud Light, Steel, or, like or whatever the craft that, was. that came out recently. The live. <laughs> Um, all right, so we got about ten minutes left. So I just want to oh, again yeah, nineteen twenty nine beers. Look to the look to the crowd here. We got a question. Ten minutes left. Let these guys uh, know what you're thinking. It's a general question, just a fun question. Um, I travel for work. I've been to about two hundred and seventy five breweries all over the world. I want to know. It's not many. Everybody in here, what's your favorite brewery that you've been to? Oh, geez, but some of them are in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all three. So we'll just stress, let's start with you. 
Well, let's see. Um, I, I kind of like, I think the one that really opened my eyes to a beer style uh, that I didn't really appreciate until I went there was uh, Cantillon. I, I didn't appreciate sour beers until I actually went there and drank from the well. And, you know, the uncontrollable tears, uh, you know, from the very, very strong beers. But, you know, it, it, was, it was a good experience. Uh, it kind of changed my viewpoint on sour beers and um, really opened my eyes to a lot of other beer styles. I mean, that, that really, Belgium to me is, uh, it, it's an amazing place. Uh, and every beer style is there for the most part. They don't use a lot of dark grains, but, okay. you know, pretty much everything else they, they use. And they push the limits. All right. Thank you, sir. I don't really have a favorite because I don't get out too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, I, I saw some of, beers. I've been to Stone, uh, a couple other places out there, but the one that caught me off guard here was uh, actually Bradenton. Uh, I went to Calusa out there. Uh, off the highway, couldn't barely find the darn place. They were good people, good brewery. They sat out there and talked to me for a long time. Um, I, I had a good flight. You know, we enjoyed ourselves there, and they, they kind of caught me off guard how good they were. So I'd, locally right now, what's well, six ten first, but then Calusa. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> good save. Mr. Lousman. Uh So in terms of my favorite brewery, uh, it's not very well known. I live out in Lakeland. I didn't mean the town of Lakeland, uh, but the Lakeland Brewing Company, sadly. Really good. It's not sad. It's really good. Well, it's it was a nice place. It's still a nice building, but unfortunately, they closed in January. And Wait, what? Uh, oh, what? They closed? I know. What? They just That's closed. where the sadly comes into play. That Holy is sadly. Crap. I was trying to get there. <laughs> We're all trying to buy their equipment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on by. I'll get is, one end of it. Is yeah. that on offer up yet? Because I, I could use I some. <laughs> they were offering the place for people to go and purchase the place, but. Why? Well, I, wonder, the, I wonder why. So the problem with their business model, yeah. is what I've heard, is uh, they spent a lot of money up front, and they just didn't, didn't see the, the, return. The, the, the return immediately, and that's kind of where they went wrong. Um, but I absolutely love the place. Yes? I, I talked to them. I went to, like, almost the final weekend. My yeah. wife and I saw they were closing. Hey, let's drive out there. Worth the drive. And they, uh, they, about the, yeah, they, they spent so much up front. Yeah. They couldn't get distribution. They couldn't get distribution. Yeah. I was told to create their own distributor, like the Wild Rover. And they said once they realized they could do that, it was too late. Yep, absolutely. Very sad to see them go, but that, that was just that was my home brewery. I just I loved it there. I mean, lipstick on a pig. I my just, favorite beer. That's that my was, favorite yeah, beer. Yeah, we can yeah, no longer absolutely. get lipstick on a pig. That's on, terrible. I don't know how to get it now. but uh, Well, I guess we'll have to come up with a way to brew it. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, well, imagine it, one of these It's probably online, or at this point, if, <laughs> unless they're going to go open somewhere else, maybe they'll just <laughs> let us get it. <laughs> so sadly, they're gone. Yeah, sadly they're gone, but that, that's got to be my favorite, hands down. It's going to sound weird. I've got two. Um, at one point... It's not weird at all. Well, at one point, even, even a brand as large as, say, Guinness uh, was, a, was a craft beer. And I was, when I was in Ireland, I went to the factory there. And the factory of Guinness, which they say does not travel over water, um, it's like Willy Wonka's. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a Willy Wonka's factory for, for beer drinkers. I remember walking through there on the tour, and they have this cascading waterfall that shoots over you. I'm like, this is, this is insane. So, so just, you know, in terms of, of brews I've visited and been wowed, Guinness, you know, that was really cool. And, and uh, St. James Gate, 
right? It's um it, again, it looks like the gates outside of Willy Wonka. So so that was a cool brewery. Now here in Tampa, of course, six ten, we had a, an amazing time at your second annual halfway birthday party. I forget what it was last year, but. It was actually on six ten. It was six ten. It was six ten day. Yeah, yeah six ten day. Man, had a, had a blast there. And I, and I, my wife used to work there or work near there. So I, I never knew you guys, you know, had opened up the brewery until Ryan had brought it to our attention. And I love what you what you've done with the space, the amount that you can do with the space. Um, I really do love it. Um, craft life as well. Again, being close to home, love it there too. The brewery that I probably spend the most time at, honestly, is is Coppertail. It's it, for Tampa beers. It's one of my favorite uh, favorite breweries that we have. So, like I said, I had two. I had a couple options yeah. there, but but um, it's a great question. It's so it's so divisive because I like I love the the Babel and I like the pumpkin and um, at Coppertail I like the you know the uh, the free dive and I like the unholy. So it's like I'm a bit of a Belgian guy too. But but um, we're just it's a great time to be a beer fan. So sorry, long-winded. No, no, not at all. Uh, you know, it's it's really hard to to peg one place down. Uh, my wife a couple weeks ago asked me about a certain question, and as I was answering it, I was like, "Well, there's really two, so it's hard for me to decipher which one I like better." Um, obviously, with Six Ten and with Craft Life here in the Bay Area, they're some of my favorite places to go. So I'm going to go outside the box a little bit and go to Chicago. I went there on it's our great honeymoon. For Florida craft beer day. I know that's why I'm talking about because you went to you went yeah, to no. Ireland. So he's going backwards. <laughs> I yeah. figured once he opened up the Ireland box, I was good to talk about yep. Chicago. Yeah, it was there. It was there. It was there. <laughs> going dig. backwards. Um, no, so for for our honeymoon, we went to Chicago and um, Revolution Brewery. If you guys have never heard of it or ever been there, I think they do a fantastic job, not only with their beers, but with the presence of, of their cans and things like that. It's all superhero themed. So that was kind of really intriguing to me. The, the, I think you know, I was attracted to the colors. I was attracted to the, the artistry of it. And um, we actually, we thought we were going to the brewery when we went there. We ended up at one of their uh, tap rooms where they were selling food and stuff. I was like, oh, this doesn't look like a brewery, but all right. So we sat there and then I was like, where's, where's the brewery tour and all this stuff? And they're like, you're not at the brewery. You're at this other place. And I'm like, all right. So we hopped in another, another Uber and finally ended up at the brewery. It's, it's massive, uh, big, huge American flag on the wall, which was really cool. Bunch of barrel-aged beers going and um, just a really good presence overall. Talked to a lot of people. So I thought that that was really the uh, best brewery you know, worldwide that I could have gone to, to to try some really good craft beer as a destination yeah. point. I made that good same call. mistake at a diesel refinery once. It's, it's very easy to do. <laughs> That's, I mean, <laughs> great job there. That's a bad Uber driver. <laughs> yeah. well, I wasn't driving. <laughs> Mr. Christian. <laughs> So I haven't been to 250 breweries. I, I envy you over there. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you pick uh, one of the best? <laughs> Get the number right. So, get it right. so for, from a nostalgia standpoint, there's a little place where my, my aunt and uncle live in just outside of, uh, or in South Carolina, just outside of Greenville, in Traveler's Rest called Swamp Rabbit. And uh, it's just a really small brewery, and um, they make really good beer there, and it's just a really welcoming, friendly environment. So I, I always enjoy that. But, but locally here... Uh, there's probably two places I always take people uh, when when they're in town. One is uh, uh, Angry Chair, just because I think I, I really like the beers there, and it's a it's a unique ambiance. And then Six Ten is the other one. And I, I never told my wife this until now, but I'm, when we moved to our new house about three years ago, we had a storage facility just up the street from where where Six Ten was. So every time I used to go to the storage facility to move stuff. I would sneak out for at least one beer at Come Six Ten. Beer, yeah. 
Nice, nice. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a strategically, strategically placed storage facility. Sure, so. it was, sure it was. Cats out of the bag, Christian. <laughs> so no, I, I uh, so, so yeah, six ten and Ingridge are probably everything. my favorite two local places. Now. That's fantastic. Um, so everybody, thank you again for being here. Any other questions? We're, we're, yeah, we still have a few more minutes. I know that these guys got places to be. I think Chris, what's going on tonight with with um, you guys? Over by the by the zoo. Yeah, we're going over to circa 1949. We have a little tap takeover over there. And cool. We're gonna support it after party, which I yeah, kind of absolutely. had a heart attack uh, <laughs> with, but I totally understand. I think it's great that you guys are gonna be doing that tap takeover over there. I, yeah, I, I, great great owners, and I mean, just like just like uh, Christian and Jill. I mean, just great owners, great supporters of craft beer in Florida. Um, once again, he turned a um, an, um, like an older theme bar. Uh, into a very modern space, very very hip hip place, and um, they, they're doing well over there. And it's a it's just a nice space. It's it's. I've been there, yeah, once or yeah. twice. It's nice. They don't they don't serve food. It's it's pretty much just you go there to have a beer and hang out. Yeah, it's That's what it's, it is. It's really and it's you know embedded in the neighborhood, which I always tell you. You asked earlier about you know like what what are some of the things you can do uh, to help yourself open a brewery, find yourself a neighborhood that will support you. Very important. Don't don't uh, rely on, you know, a whole bunch of elaborate um, things to get people in there. Find a neighborhood. They'll support you. You know, make good beer. That's that's very Excellent. good advice. And and, and, and and don't don't go too big. Start don't go too big. Yeah. <laughs> start start reasonable. You can always grow. It's hard to get small. You know right. what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. Good advice. So that any anybody else any feedback from the crowd? Anybody have any questions? I just want to say that it's nice having two small brewers here. Um, I used to have a warehouse near 610, so when I get stuck in traffic on Benjamin, it was a convenient stopping pull over. That's where, he, that's where he was really going. Living in Lakes is nice, uh, being able to hang out, and brew, and, and drink with him. Um, so I like the small. I like the nano. I like the again. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. You don't need to be the end all, be all. Yeah. Just be the all. Right. Thanks. And what's even great is if you walk in and somebody's like, hey, can I talk to the head brewer or anything like that? They're more than willing to talk to you. You go to another business and they're like, I don't know who that manager is. They don't exist. No, they're not available. You know, like <laughs> it's really, really neat to. We both know how like Tim has been with Oh, us. absolutely. That's why he's here tonight. He's just a stand-up I've guy. actually brewed with Tim. So that's that's kind of what really a cool thing. And then like we talked about earlier, got invited out to Marker 48 to do that uh, kidney fest. So. That was uh, that was a really cool thing that we We've did. We've got Temple Terrace Beer Fest coming up, so yes, we do. So should I uh, get something get prepared? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, um, we'll kind of do our, our closing closing arguments here, is, Mr. Chris. Is there anything on the horizon? Anything that you're looking for? Is there any big events? Are you trying to pack the place or do anything we can help you out with? Share some news. Oh well, uh, you know, thanks for inviting us. It was a great, you know, anything to support craft beer and and that that knowledge uh, share is is very important. There's so many different avenues that people get media from, and it's good that uh, we're doing like a grassroots kind of podcast yep. uh, concept. Well, because it's, I, I think that's the future of news anyway. Personally. It's a collaborative effort. Cheers we we appreciate that. you collaborating with us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Mr. Tim? I just want to thank you guys for having me out here. Uh, Anytime. Coming from a small brewery. I really appreciate it. Um, We've got just a. Uh, you guys do the live music. Yeah, thing we've now, got right? our live music venue outside now, so we've got a big stage out back. We do um, uh, droning events, and we've got something coming up on April sixth. We've got Phoenix out there, 
get to do $25 all you can drink at our craft beer tent. We make it like a festival. It's pretty cool. Last man smiling about yeah, that one. I'm all about that. That's, oh, that's a blast. Yep. Is it, is so fun. We can, we can stay at Donnie's house that night. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got eight beers right on, down the street. Eight beers on Jenny's got outside. So okay. Just drink awesome. away. Not many people take advantage of it. You get a little collector's cup and stuff, but uh, there was a couple people that tried all eight beers. I'm like, you're the man. You're smart. But I appreciate you having us out here. Absolutely. Thank you for coming, Tim. Mr. Really Osman, it. got anything going on? <laughs> I mean, just a solid Where can people note. find you? Where can, <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell you where you're not going to find You're not going to find them at Lakeland Brewery anymore. Yeah, so no. That's and kind I, of a downer. That's just a sad thing to hear. But I'm sorry. They did start up. Um, the, the one bright caveat there is uh, they did actually start up, uh, or somebody else started up another brewery. It's actually Swan Brewing. Oh, okay. Um, it, yeah, it popped yeah, yeah. up. Uh, yep, they've just opened. Um, they actually spoke a lot with the uh, the owners of the Lakeland Brewing Company. Awesome. Got a lot of good tips. Got a lot of you know solid info to kind of help them on their pa- their path there. Um, and their their whole mentality moving forward for Swan Brewing is to to just kind of start small, you know, find their find their little niche and sort of just. Just kind of go and kind of upgrade from there. So um, just make one Swan good place. Oh, oh. <laughs> suppose it takes Swan to know one. Oh, geez. <laughs> could do Where can people find you? Uh, I can be found at Mr. Lousman on Twitter and uh, just saying and posting ridiculous things. That's it. Fantastic. And um, and of course, my name is Donnie again, and I uh, basically maintain the the Brewmasters Club. Again, we are here to support craft beer. We do this event every year. There is. Nobody, nobody, we didn't, nobody paid to be here, right, Christian? You didn't, you didn't collect tickets from anybody, right? No? Negative. We do it, as Chris mentioned. Just a, a bunch of <laughs> that, there you go. There you go. Well, that's good, then. That's still supporting. That's all we can ask for. So we appreciate you guys. Again, at Brewmasters Club on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Uh, the podcast here, Craft Brews and Geek News again. I hope that everybody takes out their phone and then uh, goes to the podcast app and, and subscribes and listens and and uh, we are very active on social media. We talk to everybody that talks to us. So please let us know what's going on in your world, uh, your brewery, your neighborhood, uh, what you like to drink, and, and that kind of stuff. And, and that's what we're here for. So we thank you again. Absolutely. Uh, and again, everybody, my name is Ryan. I go by Brewboy813 on the podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, most often here on Friday nights, sometimes Tuesdays, Thursdays. No, just oh, <laughs> It's so close to home, it's hard not to. But uh, uh, we're at Craft Life, we're at 610. But um, no, it's just been really great to be out here tonight. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Christian, uh, for, for letting us come and do this and, and share the love of craft beer that we all have here. Uh, if it weren't for this podcast, Donnie, I told you in a, in a short text the other day how much I appreciate you because without you and, and this podcast, I wouldn't have learned uh, the process of brewing. And thank you, Tim, and thank you, Chris, for uh, teaching me along the way and being those uh, guys that I can just call or talk to and, and help me out. So uh, truly appreciative and uh, tons of love all around. So thank you. Christian, take us home and then... Ah, yeah, shall I? Shall I? Thank you. Wait, 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 real quick. And, 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 and that was for a the good heart. shout out to that my buddy Gus heart. over there. He's uh, helped me along the way as well. He's, he's been a great tasting buddy. And uh, thank you, Gus. Gus to Gus. <laughs> Christian, I was, I was about to say, I, I, should just, I should drop the mic for Ryan <laughs> that's right, right that's now. Right, no. <laughs> give, us, give, us your, give us your last notes no, here I, and then we'll I, rehearse. I want to thank you guys for, for thinking about us, for doing something like this. This has been an honor and a, and a pleasure. We've had a lot of fun doing it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Tim, for coming and being a part of it. Um, uh, and if anyone hasn't had it yet, Chris was talking earlier about judging and, and, and people talking about his beer. We, we, we actually have his gold medal winning beer from yes. Great American Beer Festival back in it's September, delicious. October, the Mischievous Black. So if you have not tried it, please do. It's an excellent beer. Uh, I, 
Uh, sorry, I was going to say, drink that before you have my jalapeno IPA. It, it, shows, it, it just shows you how much great talent we have locally here in Tampa and across the state as well. Um, it, it's an excellent drink. But, um, uh, so, so thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Um, in terms of other things, we've got uh, Gangster Raps food truck out in the back. If you guys are hungry, please check them out. Uh, we've got an event tomorrow. It's U.S. Men's Curling at 5 o'clock, guys. We will be doing drink specials tomorrow, so if you're around and want to watch some curling, get in on it. And then keep checking us on, on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we are at Brew Gra uh, Growler Bar. Brew Growler. See, Jill does all the social media. Uh, and she does a fantastic yeah. and, job. And a big thanks to Jill, too, everybody. Uh, yes, Jill, thank you. You're awesome. That's right. For, for the record, this place would not be open if Jill, Jill. Had, not, had not done what she's done. So, uh, But yeah, we've got a couple cool things coming up. Tampa Bay Craft Beer Week is coming up, or Tampa Bay Beer Week, I guess, is coming up yeah. in early March. So there's going to be the, the, the Florida Brewers Guild Festival. I know, Chris, you guys do a couple different events at, at your place, so keep checking in on that. There's a lot of great stuff around this area. Uh, we'll be doing a couple things that week as well to highlight a lot of the local breweries in the area. Um, so just keep checking in. But thank you guys for being here, and, and thank you guys as well. It is, it is absolutely our pleasure. Thank our brewers again. Chris from 610, Tim from Craft Life, Christian from Brew, and Jill from Brew, Ryan, Lausman. And here we go, guys, for the final round of applause, as we say at the end of every podcast. Tomorrow night, I think I'm about to curl. <laughs> All right, there we go. Good. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! <laughs>